Okay, so we're in Philippians, and uh, I'll read from 18 through 24. We've covered 18 through uh, 20 already. Um, Paul says, what then? Only in every, uh, every way, whether in pretense or, tr- or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in this I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the spirit of Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether uh, by life or in in death. Um, And then our verses today is... 21 through 24 um, for to me for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain but if I'm to live in on in the flesh this will mean fruitful labor for me and I do not know which to choose but I am hard-pressed in both directions having the desire to part and be with Christ for that is much better yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Um, and we've been, uh, Roger and, and uh, Bob covered that Christ was being preached by people, um, two groups, um, one uh, with boldness and, and with good hearts, and the other uh, to cause Paul some problems, right? Right. Two groups were preaching Christ, but he was, he was rejoicing even in the fact that Christ was being preached either way. Um, so he was, he was an optimist there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even though uh, some people were trying to uh, just put him away in jail or to death for good. Okay. Verse 21 uh, for to me to live for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I thought about this verse so much I can't even spit it out now. <laughs> um, so um, it's a big verse, right? Right. Uh, it's got big ramifications for the Christian life. Um, to live is an infinitive when you say to live and to die, to die. That's, a, that's another infinitive. And it's in the uh, present voice. Present tense, active voice. Um, you could say to be living in the present is Christ. Um, and I think Wiest brings that out in his commentary. Is, as we, uh, for review, as we all know, or it could, could be new to people who are um, streaming in uh, in the future on the Internet. Is is a status quo essence verb. Um, it's a statement of reality, right, for Paul. Uh, it's very simple for to, to live as Christ and to die as gain. Um, so I'm, I was working through this. Uh, to live is a status quo essence of my being. Uh, and these, I came to this here. Let me get to the next bullet point for more amplification. My status quo essence of being is a person. All right. How, 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 does that yeah. fit with everyone? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my, it's saying my reality 
is a person. It's yeah. And, and so we get to, we often say this, um, uh, as proof of this, um, aphorism, uh, aphorism that we, we have for me to live as Christ, to die as gain. And that is, um, let me get down to here. Um, that the Christian life, uh, there it is. Uh, the Christian life is a person and as proof that this is true. Um, it's a big aspiration for all of us, but I think God wants us to pursue that goal. Um, and even Paul, uh, as I can show you here, was was pressing on towards the goal, and he wasn't there yet. Um, in Philippians, we'll get to this in Philippians chapter three, verses ten through thir- through fourteen. He says that I might know him, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now, not that I have already attained or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that which, uh, for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Um, and he goes on to say, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do know, forgetting what lays be, lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on to, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So that's that's the goal he's going for, and that's our that should be our goal too. And I, th- I thought that's a nice summary to live as Christ. Um, and it looks like you're still with me on the end. I'm still there. Yep, I'm still alive. <laughs> okay. you look like a a marionette there Um, and now i'm going to go into uh, why is this so Uh, why is it to be so to live as christ and here's proofs from paul's own perspective that we get from his uh other his other uh, epistles um and it's a mission statement for us isn't um it's a mission to have and in business, you have a mission statement, and then you have strategies to accomplish the mission statement. And I thought of that kind of that business, um, uh, that business discipline. And so the the strategy could be Galatians two twenty. I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, so two things, Christ, uh, I live by faith, and then Christ lives actually in reality, lives in me. Um, so it, you, you can see how it's really possible to live, to be in the living is Christ, as he says in verse 21, even though it sounds, it sounds impossible. Um, and then more from him, we will get to this in Philippians 3, 7 through 8. Um, but whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. Um and this this lesson this morning is going to be a lot of uh, scripture v- verses from Paul, just because he 
he says so much about it and, and uh, to, to prove this thing out, to live as Christ. So I'm, I'm just using his words. It was kind of, uh, in that way, it was sort of easy to put together, but I wanted to kind of do an exhaustive uh, study of all what he said that would be related to to live is Christ. Um, life here is to live. Life um, is used here in, in John's gospel. Eternal life is how John puts it. It's Zoe. And in the, uh, I, I think it's the Strong's or the Thayer's from Blue Letter Bible, Zoe is the, uh, one of the meanings is, the absolute fullness of life, both essential and ethical, which belongs to God. So it's the, it's, it's the life that deity gives, that God gives. Um, and th- through him, both to the uh, hypostatic word and to Christ, the logos is, is the word. Um, so it's, it's full life. It's much more than just, you know, living, breathing, being conscious right. here on the earth. It's uh, this, divine uh this divine sparked life the fullness right. of life is zoe right. well andrew i think we uh, often say that, that, that you know that life is yeah, that's really life we have a life yeah. here but real life is his life so it's uh, his life yeah his right. life is real life <laughs> yeah oh yes good um Exactly my next point here. The source of all Zoe life is Christ himself, right? All right. Um, John 1, 4, in him was life, and the life was light of men. So he he owns this life. This right. life is from him. And he says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So you can say, I am the life. Uh, no one comes to the Father but through me. Um John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that they might know you, the one, the only true God, and Christ Jesus, whom you have sent. So eternal life is knowing Christ Jesus. And it it dovetails really into our, our verse 21 here in Philippians. Um, how about Colossians 1, 16 and 17, for by him christ all things and you can include life in all things were created he created life both in the heavens and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones dominions or rulers or authorities and all those those things are living beings aren't they um and all things have been created through him and for him he is before all things and in him all things hold together boy that's that's big, isn't it? It is. Uh, so so it, it makes perfect sense what Paul is saying here in verse 21. Um, or how about this, Colossians 1, 3, and 4. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is our life, that's it says it right there, appears, then you will, will also appear with him in glory. Um, so Paul has just said so much about this in other he doesn't unpack it here but he says so much about it in other uh letters um so how can this uh, for to me for to me to live as christ how how can we accomplish that and i i 
thought of this verse and I should have referenced it. It's um the word that's John one. Anyone have that? 14. 14. 14. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I forgot to put it down. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Um, and that word beheld is theaomai, as you can see there. Um, and this one, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds theorea, the Son, and believes in him will have eternal life, eternal Zoe. And I myself will raise him on the last day. So two, um, two words, uh, one word, uh, theoreo or th- uh, th- um kind of different tenses of the same word. Um, it's to be a, specter- a spectator of, to look at in- attentively. Uh, theoreo is to take a view of, to survey, to consider with the mind, to find out by seeing, to contemplate. Um, so, and my dad made a big point of this word a lot, right? I was going to mention that, Andrew. I just came yeah. to mind too. <clears throat> yeah. And especially when he taught, I think you were in the, you and Vonnie were in the audience when he was at, uh, <laughs> uh, Bellevue Bible Chapel, right? And yeah. <laughs> going through the identification truths. And he was yeah. t- telling you about this. He's, what, what word do you get when you think <laughs> of theorato, right? What word comes in our English? Theater. Theater. Yeah, he and he pronounced. He would say uh, theater, theatering. So you're theatering, theatering, theatering the Lord Jesus Christ, and it makes sense. You're 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 like uh, in a movie when you go to. And my dad never went to movies. I don't know how he got that, but but when you, it's true. When you go to a movie and you sit there for two and a half, three hours in the early afternoon. And then you come out and it's <laughs> kind of dark and you're like, whoa, it's dark. And, and where am I? And <laughs> what, where am I? What, how do I live here? Okay. This is town. Okay. Now, uh, where, where did I park? And you're all, and especially when I, I watch um, things like a James Bond film. I, come yeah. out and, I am James Bond, right? <laughs> you theater it so much that you're changed. You're, you're, you're changed for a little while until you get your senses again. And that's this theatering or theorao, um, which is, and, and then in Blue Letter Bibles, it's often used in conjunction with public shows, public games exactly. and sacrifices. So there it is. Yeah. From fairs. So you can get to, to live as Christ by beholding him directly, um, as those two verses uh, say. And then certainly through 2 Corinthians 3.18, right? Uh, but there is a different word. Uh, it's um, for beholding. It's... Um, uh, it's uh oh I had it. I don't know. Does anyone? It's um. Uh, I don't know. It's uh. Oh, I'll I'll get it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. But it's a different word. Uh, uh-huh. But it means beholding in a mirror, and it right. has that specific. So it's an indirect way. Um, it's not harpazo. It's um, it's out. Catoprito is what it is. Catoprito. 
is beholding in, in 2 Corinthians 3.18. Um, or further, you can get there or accomplish it by um, knowing that you've been, uh, th- from Romans 6, been baptized into his death, burial, burial and resurrection, and then are free from the f- flesh to live in the spirit and live with him directly in the here and now. Um, and that's what we've just covered in Romans 6. Uh, so we're learning all about that there. So those are some, uh, some I guess, some strategies, I, I, I guess we could put it, to, to get to this verse. Okay, um, we've covered to live as Christ, and now let's move on to to die's gain. And I'm going to, I think I have, I'm using up uh, eight slides this morning just for this this <laughs> statement, this, well, uh, this well, aphorism, well, 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 this maxim. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We'll see. We'll see what he says. Um, so, how, so I asked the same question: Why is this so, or how can this be so? To die is gain, and this is really um, quite easy. And gain means advantage, or or even lucre, is what it is. Um, First Thessalonians 4.14, for we believe that Christ died and rose again, even so God will bring him, bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus, fallen asleep in Jesus. And that's a gain, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's going to bring us with him. Uh, I, another gain, for we know that if the earthly tent, which is our bodies, uh, this earthly tent, is our house is uh, of our house is torn down. I'm kind of butchering that, but you get the idea. <laughs> we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Second Corinthians five, one. And uh, boy, that's a gain, isn't it? Um, here's another one. For indeed, in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. Second um, Corinthians five two. Um, so we gain by no more groaning in our future. We have that for us uh, in, in the heavenlies. And when we have our new bodies, that's going to be a gain. Um, more on this, more of this theme of dying is gain. Uh, for indeed, while we are in this tent, we groan. <laughs> it's just a lot of groaning here, isn't it? Uh, being being burdened because we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed so that what is mortal will be swallowed up by Zoe life, by life. And that's a, that's a gain. Now he who prepared us for this very purpose is God and who gave to us the spirit as a pledge. Second Corinthians five, four through five. So I'm just really, uh, kind of eating up the second Corinthians chapter five passage here. Uh, here here's more of it because there's so much there. Uh, therefore being always of good courage and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a minus. That's not a gain. Um, for if we walk by faith, not by sight, for we walk by faith, not by sight, we are good courage. I say, and rather, I'd prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. And that's the gain. That's the positive end of that. That's uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. 
um, I, I think I have I have more gains, but I'll I'll get through these gains. There's so many. Um, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, "Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on." Yes, says the Spirit, so that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. That's Revelations fourteen thirteen. Um, and here's some more. Um, from I'm just going to move this. Uh, here's from the First Corinthians. 15, which he, he talks about the, the resurrected body, another gain. But now Christ has been raised from the dead. He's the first fruits of those who are asleep. Um, so I say he is our first fruits of our resurrection as well. And after that, those who are Christ at his coming, from verse 23 of, of 1 Corinthians 15. So we are his, and so we are especially his after we die, aren't we? Because he has to, he has to take us and give us his life to have this eternal life, this Zoe. So it's all in his hands. So um, it, I hope he has a good secret service team to keep him alive. Because if he goes down, <laughs> we're all going to be. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to be. We we have no hope then. But of course, he doesn't need that. He is life itself. Um, here's the game. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for stars differ from star for star differs from star in glory. Um, so he's making the comparison, so is also the resurrection of the dead. It is so in a perishable body, but it is raised in an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown in a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. From 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 40 through 44, and you see those 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 very big gains, uh, the resurrection of the dead. Uh, we are raised in glory. We are going to be raised in power with a spiritual body. And that's something to look forward to. And going through the study, I thought, wow, I think I want to die. This sounds wonderful. <laughs> I know. Right? It sounds pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, what am I doing here? I want to. I want to go and have this. So, and you can say, "Blessed are they who, who die in the Lord." Right. Um, here's a big gain, um, and I won't read it all, but just the highlighted part from uh, verses uh, 54 through 57. But death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your uh, your where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? So the sting goes away. The victory of death uh, is conquered. Um, and we get the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a game. Andrew, uh, your father, yeah. your father used to say when you're going through something really hard, well, what is the worst that could happen to you? Remember that? You could die. <laughs> and so, yeah. I'm saying yeah, that. Everyone's saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. What's the oh, worst yeah. that can happen to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, and, uh, it's, let's see. It's funny. Um, 
I listened to J.D. Uh, McCulley's because uh, he taught on this verse, right? So he said, um, you know, it's wonderful to die and it's gain. But what we are, I loved how he said that, what, what we're all afraid of, we're not afraid of dying. I know, I know. What we you know these yeah. verses. He said, but we're, uh, we're not afraid of the flight. We're afraid of the boarding process to dying, right? So, yeah, the boarding process, which is maybe spending. Yeah, yeah how it'll, it'll, it'll yeah. be worse than D, worse than DIA at the uh... right. So you think when you go to the the airport and uh, the security lines, and then you have to take off your belt and your shoes, and then oh, your flight is delayed, and then oh, it's crowded, right? And then, oh, and I was at DIA. I, I was at the airport, and I left Gene at the gate, said, uh, you know, hold, watch my suitcase. I'm run to the restroom. So I ran to the restroom. And then I got out of there and I said, oh, I left my coat uh, hanging in the stall. So I there's someone in there. So I had to wait <laughs> 15, 15 minutes, right? And this is, this is the bad part about, uh, this is the boarding part. This is the bad part. It's life, right? Now the flight is wonderful. When once you sit down on your yeah. but uh so this guy comes out and I said, Oh, did I leave a coat in there? And he goes, No. And the the, the hook was bare. And I oh, but he no. had a bunched up coat in his back oh, like no. under his arm, which oh. was black. Oh. And it was my same coat. So I said, No, well, I, I had a coat just like what's under your, your arm. And he goes, Do you want me to prove it to you? I said, yeah. <laughs> so he pulls out this coat, and it's a different coat, but it's the same coat. So I was, I was accusing this guy of stealing my coat. And so I don't know. So it was the worst experience in the world. And I don't know if it was sin or what, but uh, I would accuse this guy of stealing the coat. Well, I, I, I've done worse than that. I've, I've, I've accused poor Cheryl of taking my sunglasses. One time I were Cheryl Anderson. So I, I've done worse right. than one of my sisters. So, and Andrew, oh. yeah, what happened to your coat? Yeah, that's a, Well, well, I, I said, okay, well, I think maybe the guy put it in his bath. So I'll just, oh, I like that coat. So I went back to Jean, and. Uh, oh, there's my coat. It's sitting on my chair. So, yeah, so that's, that's exactly what I did. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, that was. That's it. And you did exactly what I did with with sunglasses. I accused okay. him of having my sunglasses, and they were in the car anyway. So I've been there, done that. Oh, oh my goodness, boy! I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. Yeah, it's so, hard. It's hard. <laughs> And then I was probably prejudiced because this guy had tattoos. And I thought any guy who has tattoos is, yeah. is a criminal. <laughs> uh, so I, I yeah, think yeah. I sinned big time there. Well, you, you, you know? prove we have a we have a fallen nature, Andrew. You, right. you, you yeah, right. and, and we're going to be talking about that in the next service. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. We'll make mistakes. Excellent. Yes, okay. we do. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's the, Andrew. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A while back, uh, I used to be in a guitar group where uh -huh. uh, I would we would play for each other. And there's an old gospel tune called "Goodbye World Goodbye," and right yeah. after I would play that, 
one of one of the guys piped up and said, "Why are you so uh, interested in suicide?" Oh, oh my God! <laughs> it's interesting how the unbeliever yeah. can take the word of God right and have absolutely no idea what it means. Yeah, and, and the opposite. Uh, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. If you are not living for Christ, then your death isn't gain. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. And my mom, when I was a kid, she used to, and this is kind of fatalistic, but she always used to go around the house and sing this song, uh, Stop the World, I Want to Get Off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, but, but now I see it. That's a good thing, right? But as a kid, you're like, oh, I, I don't want to get off the earth. So anyway, I, I didn't understand these verses back then. Um, so ultimate gain is we will be like him. For we will see him just as he is from 1 John 3, 2. Um, you know, that's the ultimate verse of this. Beloved, now we are the children of God and it, not has, it has not appeared as yet what we will be, but we know that when he appears, we will be like him, but we shall see him as he is. Um, okay, 22, here we are, hey, uh, hey, <laughs> moving I, right along. Andrew, can I jump in just for a second? Yeah, sure. And so I always looked at that verse, for me to live and to die as gain, both, I don't know if you say positionally and conditionally, but I also look at it like we enjoy the benefits of death now, like, you know, Paul says, I die daily. And we, we know yeah. dying to right. the world, dying to our old man exposes us to more and more of the life of Christ and, you know, and the knowledge and, and, and just abiding with Christ. So I, I look at it like everything you just said is, is ultimately where it's all going, but we can also enjoy that process of death as we live our Christian lives right now. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a good point, Jimmy. I was going to cover that. That it can be mean too positionally, um, but I would. I, so I'm just dealing with it physically this morning. Um, but yeah, you could. Why well, you could do a whole nother lesson on right. <laughs> uh, dying daily and dying to the old man and death um, to die is gain uh, from the power of the old man. Yeah. But then I'd have too many slides and you guys. Would <laughs> yeah, but that's true. So that's a whole that's a whole nother uh, kind of ball of wax, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. But certainly a good one. Um, so on to verse 22. But if I'm to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which to choose. Um, so after this great aphorism or maxim, to live as Christ, to die of gain, he uh, he takes us back to the earthly scene. And what was before was a wonderful, heavenly scene. Uh, we are now back on earth, and he's back with them. Um, so if we review Paul's circumstance, he was in prison, and it, very likely in Rome, possibly chained to a Praetorian guard, um, night and day, squalid conditions, darkness, a little food. Um, so he doesn't know which way to go. It's hereo. And it, it, you, you can get the word vote. He doesn't know which way to vote on this, this mm -hmm. to live, 
bond or or to die because that's gain. Um, all the benefits of dying is is positive. Um, but I, I like what J.D. McCauley and both and Vern Peterman said. Uh, notice that you don't hear Paul complaining about his circumstance in the least. He is content in this this prison in this house arrest that he's under. Um, and they do a nice job of sort of unpacking that. Um, and you think of what fruitful labor means for Paul. It's, um, you know, he planted churches. Uh, he had ministries to Ephesus, Corinth, Philippi, Thessalonica, Colossae, uh, the churches in Galatia, Athens, Berea, Derby, Lystra, Laodicea. Um, he did three missionary journeys, defense of the gospel throughout the, throughout, uh, uh, you know, Southern Europe and Greece uh, and things like that. And um, likely he wrote the, the epistle to the Hebrews, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's, so we know what his fruitful labor is when you read uh, the, the acts or the, 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 the letters. And then amidst all these hardships he had, you know, uh, think of that from Second Corinthians 11, 23 through 28. He was beaten, stoned, shipwrecked. He had dangers from rivers, dangers from bandits, uh, dangers from fellow Jew, Jews, from dangers from Gentiles, snakes, okay. <laughs> um, his thorn in the flesh. Uh, he was just like, yeah. Um, so he, he's saying, do I want to? leave this world and go away because that's that's my fruitful labor and that's true so he doesn't know which way to choose and as he says in verse 23 he's hard pressed from both directions having the desire to depart and be with christ for that is very much better uh, so this hard pressed in both directions um notice that uh and again jd mccully did a good job of, of it, both directions are positive, right? It's a positive versus a positive. So his desire to stay on in the flesh will benefit his spiritual children and continue fruitful work. And then his desire to be taken home and be with the Lord, that's a positive. So both positives. So he's not stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's more like he's stuck, uh, as I came up with this, between a sapphire and a diamond. Right? <laughs> two good things, uh, two very good things, is what he's saying. Um, well, Andrew, in prison, he was protected, and he could further the gospel. They couldn't kill him in prison and <laughs> harass right. him. They, he was basically protected. Yeah, the yeah by the guards. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. protected from the Jews and yeah. the people on the outside who wanted to kill him. And yeah, I think the Roman law would say if the guards killed him, then they would be they would, they they would die. Be brought to trial. Yeah, um, and I think he would. You know, he says fruitful labor for him is getting out of prison and continuing in, in his journeys. But I think this is. I think his prison stints were very fruitful because he was sitting there, and God got him to sit down and write. Right, right. So we wouldn't have the written word if he wouldn't, if God didn't sequester him in prison, right? To all he could do is write these, what we have. I mean, look what we had 
when I was going through Tadai's gain, all that wonderful stuff. That's all from his his letters. And not um, only was he a testimony to that whole region, but he was a testimony to everyone for the next two thousand years. Yeah. 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 Look at that. Good point. Look here. We're sitting sitting here, and uh, we're you're in Denver, and I'm here in Telluride, and we're we're discussing uh, it's the very thing that he's hard pressed uh, from two thousand years ago. Yeah. So he, so he says, the King James Version is, I am in a strait betwixt the two. I like that. Um, and this hard-pressed is, it's a troubled mind, but he's, he's not in dire straits about it. It's two wonderful straits for him. Um, hard-pressed is uh, Suneko. Um, hold on a second. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> Hard pressed is Sumeko. Um, and it has the shade of being in a mental pick, pickle. Um, <laughs> is that word in, in, in Greek? Um, so Vern Peterman has um, made the note that the Roman streets were very narrow. They were narrow streets with high walls on each side. So that's what he could be getting this, this, um, this straits from this, uh, this Suneko. Um, and so he has the desire. Um, he says in, later in the verse 23, he has the desire to depart and be with Christ for that is very much better. And I've, um, I've highlighted the very much better. You can see it's a, it's a triple. It's a triple positive. See, see the, that triple positive in that? Um, and that comes through in the Greek too. Um, so the desire he has to, to leave the scene is epithumeo, and it's, um, it's a craving or it's a, it's a lust for, right? Same word as, as our word for, for lust there. Um, to, to, to depart, that's the word uh, analuo. It's uh, to unloose as, as you would threads, and it can mean to strike camp or pull up the tent stakes and to break camp. So isn't that interesting? Analuo, and that's to depart, uh, a euphemism for, for dying, of course. Um, so if we compare that to Second Corinthians 5, 4, where we've been, earlier in the in the study this morning um he says for indeed while we are in this tent we groan being burdened um so if you think about pulling up your tent stakes and leaving camp earth right for your heavenly home um that's what uh he's desiring to do here but that's very much better um and considering that what was Paul's occupation? Tent maker. Tent maker. Isn't that interesting how he <laughs> yeah. uses all this, this, uh, this, uh, these examples is uh, pulling tent stakes and he's a tent maker. So that's really cool. Uh, verse 24, yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Um, and I got the impression here that Paul, do you get an impression these verses that his tone is 
questioning whether he's this is this imprisonment this imprisonment is going to be the end for him you see that his kind of language his tone is that way he doesn't know if he's going to be spared right um, that's a good point yeah but he is spared and he has one more imprisonment to go but it seems like he's thinking that this could be it um and in second timothy uh, that's his last letter. And you can see how he, in Second Timothy, he really knows. He says he's being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. Um, I finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. Um and not only me, but those who have also loved his appearing, Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, 6 through 8. So there's a gain, too. One more gain is you have this future crown of righteousness uh, uh, waiting for you. Um, so, And there he really knows that it's the end. To remain on in the flesh is epimeno, uh, is to abide in the flesh. Uh, that's a good thing for him. And I said, wait, wait a minute. What? You see that? You don't want to abide in the flesh, do you? No. Um, no. <laughs> no, actually, we're talking. We're, that's, you're getting things ready for the next service. Oh, good, good. So, but what he's saying is, is there's the flesh and there's the flesh. Right. And it's, right. it's just using the bodily flesh there. And it's not the mind, the mindset flesh. Um so it's necessary that I stay at camp here in my tent and tent among you guys for now, for that's very much better for your sake. Um, and what's necessary for the Philippians? He's, he says it's necessary for their sake. And um, I would say it's for their growth, right? That they may grow in the grace of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that's what I would say is the necessary part. Um, and if you guys have any thoughts about what is the necessary part as to why he should stay here and continuing his fut- uh, fruitful labor, you know, uh, shout it out. But wasn't, it con- there. wasn't Paul convinced that he was going to uh, remain uh, in the flesh? Uh, because if you look at verses 25 and 26, he seems convinced of this. Yeah, right. And uh, that's, and you're exactly right, Bob. And I think that's next week's lesson, right? <laughs> so, so, but that's a good uh, prelude to next week's lesson. He, he finds out that, in fact, he knows he's, he's staying. Um, but we'll see that. Okay. Ooh, I'm a little over, a yeah. lot over. So, um, I'll close out in prayer very quickly. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for just this lesson. We thank you for the marvelous truth about to live as Christ, to die as gain. Or th- just thank you that we can <clears throat> study your word and understand your thoughts. We ask it in our Savior's name. Amen.